Episode 2. My name is Mitchell Tini. I am an author. I collect comic books and vintage toys. I'm Jason Kotsayang. I am a game designer of sorts, or at least I'm trying to be, and I do other things as well. Other things? Yeah, other things, you know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I sleep, I go to the I grocery eat. store. Yep. Yeah. We, um, I, I said vintage toys because last time I think I said retro toys, and I have been corrected since then. I don't know what the difference is. Well, a vintage toy is a toy that's, you know, genuinely old, whereas a retro toy would probably be something that just looks old. Okay, so it would be vintage, anything from 80s, not really 70s, and onwards. Well, yeah. some of the toys you have a new rat. Yeah, a lot of them are real, real new. Um, I've got the Walking Dead one, Tyrese, which you just played. I did, I was yeah, Tyrese. You were and Tyrese. I, <laughs> I won't tell you what happened in the game yet, because no. that'll be a spoiler. Uh, yeah, that's a surprise for later on. Got Axe Cop, which is pretty new. Um, yeah, so episode two, it's pretty good. Seems legit now that we're on our way. Yeah, we, we didn't fall over and die after the first one. We're no. still here. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people listened to it and gave some great feedback. Uh, we just had some technical issues, but that doesn't matter. It's up and working now. Um, before we get going too far, I thought I'd talk about some, could just get some housekeeping done. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Well, I, I wrote housework, but that doesn't make any sense, so housekeeping. Um, a lot of people who listened to episode one... Um, just had questions about what a tabletop game is, and um, they were kind of confused. Maybe they said, "Is uh, is 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 Monopoly class as one or Cluedo?" And I say, "Yes, it is." Yeah. So what we want to do is first of all give a little bit of orientation to the realm of tabletop. We're going to kind of take things back a little, and what we want to try and do with this podcast is help introduce you, the listener to the realm of tabletop, and all the kind of little different genres that you're going to encounter along the way. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, tabletop games can be anything from card games, board games, dice games. Uh, a lot of them have miniatures now. Um, as opposed to more like uh, a PC game or a console game. Yeah, so you, you probably heard of Monopoly or Cluedo or Guess Who, games that you played when you were, you know... 10 years old that you kind of vaguely remember and you haven't probably touched for a long time. Now, tabletop gaming has grown massively since then, and there's so many games available, and what we're doing with, with this podcast is looking at not just all the games, because we can't possibly do it, but we're looking at games that particularly deal with pop culture in a particular way, Yeah. and so we're going to look at games through that particular lens. Yeah, I mean, because last time we did uh, Lego, so we watched the movie... We had our stories about growing up playing Lego, and uh, we related it to the tabletop games that we did play. Um, a lot of people played Dungeons & Dragons growing up as well, maybe when they were a lot younger. I know I played it even in primary school. I remember playing in it. In primary school? Yep. And maybe, maybe it was... Ninja, maybe you had a weird game teacher. Maybe Ninja Turtles. No, no, not in like uh, in like school learning time yeah. at lunchtime. <laughs> I remember you know, starting with TMNT and working on... Working up to Dungeons & Dragons, now Pathfinder. Um, yeah, so you said that there's a lot of games that are released every year. I mean, there's no way we can play all of them. There's just way, way too many. But uh, we did find a place, or you found a place, in Stones Corner, Brisbane. It's called Go Lounge, and they sell coffee and 
cake and you know and they have heaps and heaps of board games i think they have 200 or so yeah you pay by the hour or by the day or something and that's the first time i've been there and that it was mm-hmm. awesome i loved it and 200 sounds like a lot um but i know people who have 200 games in the house i know people who have four to five hundred games in the house really yeah i have probably five okay <laughs> on my way I've, I've got i've got a couple dozen yeah um, I'll, I'll, I will buy more, but I'm kind of selective because I know some can be upwards of, you know, a hundred, maybe $200. So I try to be selective on the games that I get and make sure they have longevity. I am going to go back to them and play them. Mm. And so what we're, what we're going to try and do with this podcast in particular is start having a look at some basic games along a particular theme. And um, we'll tell you what theme it's going to be in a, in a minute. So we're going to start with kind of some basic games. I'm going to ease you in slowly. We're going to hold your hand, treat you gently, and then later on it's just going to be full on, you know, lots of mechanics. You will Dice have, just throwing at yeah, you. Yeah. Um, you will have to hold my hand because I'm quite new at it. I'd say I'm mm. in tabletop gaming the last year since I met you guys, introduced me to this world. So if I become some sort of addict, it is your fault. Um, if I start collecting a lot of dice, spend my time in the corner trying to roll sixes mm. and stuff. Um, there are dice on the table at the moment, which I was supposed to move there for um, zero frame rapid fire, which we talked about last time, um, because mm. I started buying Lego. Yeah. Well, l- l- last time I said, like, I couldn't be bothered building a mech, and then I went home and started building mechs, because <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Um, and- so I have a couple of mechs that are built and are quite ugly, I believe. I posted one on the last... Um, oh, I wouldn't say ugly. They're, they're, they're pretty <laughs> hideous. They're pretty hideous compared to what some people can do which are just like these little cute lovely guys and they go around they fight each other my guys are just blocks i'm still reading the rules i think i'm up to page 67 of 237 you can skim through a lot of that a lot yeah, of that's just backstory i skim through the backstory and i'm up to like you know one's a calm one's offensive one's deep one's defensive i've got the lego now and my wife's on her way home with some lego uh base boards that she bought she was calling me before asking me which one i would like which um does bring us to the topic of we are female friendly. It may oh, have come yeah, across yeah, differently yeah. last time when I said books. No, not books. Uh, dice and hose. And you you said that you kicked the ladies out. I kicked the ladies out. Um, it it didn't matter if they're they're male or female. I was trying to keep this room quiet. Yeah, we also kicked the cat out. Screw that cat. The cat's out. The dog's out. The neighbors are having a party, but I think they've stopped now. It's just these microphones pick up everything. But everyone's out. Dogs outside. Cats outside. We should be quiet. And there is a little bit of a, sometimes an attitude within gaming that gets picked up that gaming is boys club. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, he-man, woman haters. He-man, woman haters. You don't know. Okay. Obscure pop culture reference, ignore it. Let's keep going. Yeah, I mean, I think the same thing can be said about um, the comic books Mm -hmm. as well. So, um, I mean, every comic book shop I go to as a girl working there, they, they know their stuff. It's yeah. great. They can definitely recommend stuff. But um So we're opening up in, we're opening up tabletop gaming to people of all genders, sexual orientations and body hair types. Body hair types, I have a beard, Jason doesn't have a beard. I can't grow a beard. <laughs> I can grow a seedy moustache. It's not very pretty. And we also open up to people who are playing games for the first time or for the tenth year. If you're in um you know, what would you say this is like the golden age or the silver age of gaming is coming through? Yeah, well, gaming has changed like so much over the past 10 years or so, and it's really exploding. So there's so many games now, and there's games of all different types from 
kind of gateway games to just get started to more complex games. So I'd really say we are in a golden age now. Yeah, we definitely played some um, gateway games to begin with, and then we've moved on to more of the advanced gameplay. We played Netrunner last week, which was quite advanced for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, um, <laughs> I don't think I could have taken um, Netrunner a year ago. Netrunner is one of the the newest card games that's out that's kind of like Magic the Gathering to a small degree, but it's pretty complex, and we might deal with that in a later episode. Yeah, we'll... Um, mainly what we're going to do is just play these not-so-great games, play the great games, review them, let, let you guys know a bit about our opinion on them. Yeah, um, we're going to try and play games and tell you which ones are good, Not, but not just which ones are good, which ones really properly engage with what they're trying to talk about. So do you want to introduce the topic for this week? I will. The topic for this week is one of my all-time favorite topics on anything, and it is zombies. So when cardboard hell is full, zombie board games will walk the earth. Yes, that is a very nice reference. Um, yeah, zomb- I love zombies. I've, I've loved them since, I don't know, years and years. A lot of my stuff around the house is zombie-related. Um would you ever kiss a zombie? No, you don't kiss zombies. You don't kiss them, no? no, no, no. I thought you said you loved them. No, I wouldn't kiss them. Um, only because then I would turn into a zombie or I would get rotten flesh in my face. And oh, I get a lot of food in my beard as it is. I don't want to pick out rotten flesh or teeth or lips. Or brains. Or brains. That's right. Um, we can't really talk about zombies straight up without mentioning the the godfather of zombies. Marlon Brando? No. <laughs> He might be a zombie now, so... Um, Jeez, no, no, it's been a while. That's fine. He is dead, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, dead, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he's been dead long. It's, it's fine. It's funny. Yeah? yeah. It's funny? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Without talking about George Romero. George Romero is the king of zombie movies. Even though some people may not say his more recent movies are as great as the originals, but we'll talk about that. Um, I remember watching Night of the Living Dead... Only a couple of years ago. I mean, I'd never really seen it before. I wasn't that interested in going back that far because it was filmed in 1968 and it was in black and white. But I'm really glad I did because there is a sort of a social commentary at the end, which I won't. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually saw Night of the Living Dead when I was quite young. Um, in 1968? Yes, in 1968 <laughs> when I was three-year-old and went back in time. <laughs> my, my dad and my sister used to be quite into zombie games quite into horror movies and my sister's a couple of years older than me um so they used to you know watch horror movies at night and i had the option of either going to bed mm-hmm. and not being scared or staying up and being scared yeah. so i remember watching both neither living dead and aliens when i was like maybe eight Ooh. aliens yeah that would probably do it i don't know if alien would be scary but i mean the alien doesn't actually come out until about an hour into alien the mm. first one. And the second one is just non-stop. Yeah. Sort of battling an alien. Um, Romero kind of moved away from the zombie genre after that one. He kind of did a couple of more unsuccessful movies, and it wasn't up until 1978 when he did Dawn of the Dead, which is one of my favorite of his movies, and I'm wearing the T-shirt now. That, that, that says Day of the Dead, Day, Mitch. Does it? Oh, it says, it says Day, of the, Day Dead. of the Dead. It does. It's, yeah. Um, it's a bit worn, that's why I can't really read it. And you'd have to read it upside down. Yeah. <laughs> I did get it in uh, in England about seven years ago. It probably should be thrown out, but I'm not going to throw it out. 
He uh, he re- he filmed Dawn of the Dead in 1978 for half a million. So I mean, that's even independent movies these days make movies for more than that. So that's five hundred thousand dollars. It went on to make fifty-five million, which I mean, in seventy-eight is massive. That that is huge. Well, he 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 did get Dawn the Dead remade. Well, he didn't. Zack Snyder, you might know him from uh, Watchmen, Man of Steel, Sucker Punch, Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he re- he remade it in two thousand and four, and I was very very reluctant to watch it. Because Zack Snyder wasn't really anybody back then. He hadn't done a whole lot. Uh, I did watch it, and yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite zombie movies. He did an awesome, awesome job. Really, really good. One of the the father from uh, Modern Family, who has a wife and the three kids, he's in it. And he is a bit of an a-hole in it. And uh, you really, really dislike him. So when I went and watched Modern Family, I'm like, oh, that's the guy from uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. And he's completely different. So what is it you, that you actually like about zombie movies, Mitch? What do I like about zombie movies? Um, I've always been fascinated with a post-apocalyptic environment. And pretty much any zombie movie, you're going to get that with it. It kind of uh, piggybacks it. Because if the zombie's out, you're not going to go to work. You're not going to go shopping as normal. It's going to turn into chaos. You're going to have to scavenge for food. People are going to panic. And I always kind of want to live in that world. Well, a lot of the early zombie movies, they're not about post-apocalyptic. They're about apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah I suppose they're, they're the night. Yeah. The first night. The first night. So it's getting into um, this apocalyptic world where everyone's like, what's going on? And the government's trying to help. That is normally incorporated in these movies. They're not doing a good job or people are anti-government and want to find out what's going on. And then they shoot the black guy. <laughs> They, they, yeah, they do. Um, so we'll talk a bit about um, Romero movies. He did make um, a total of about six so far, up to date. Uh, dead movies, they're called. So we had Night of Living Dead, and then Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead. Now, That's six. I counted. Did I say six? You said six. Okay, good. Good work. Um... Oh, like okay, I'll go. You know, Night Living Dead was good. Dawn Dead is awesome. Day of the Dead is good. Uh, Land of the Dead, I didn't particularly like when it came out. Um, it does have a cameo with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in it. Very, very briefly, there's a scene. I think they're walking through the marketplace, and you can pay money to throw rotten vegetables or something at zombies that are chained up. If you look closely, you'll see that Simon Pegg. And Nick Frost, I think that came kind of just after the Shaun of the Dead. I I think I heard that that was actually like not before Shaun of the Dead was released. It was they were filming it kind of at the same okay. time. Um, Diary of the Dead was um, I, again. I didn't really want to watch it because I knew maybe Romero had passed his time, or these movies were just getting pumped out for the sake of pumping it out. But Diary of the Dead was actually really really good. Um, it it followed the fashion at the time by filming movies in sort of like the handheld camera, mobile phone. So the whole movie is sort of based on that. It starts with a group of kids out in the woods and they're filming a horror movie. So they've got all the cameras set up and they're talking to you directly. Like, you know, we're going to film this scene and there's a monster going to come out and chase this girl. So they're about to film it. And then a zombie appears and they're like, Oh, what's going on? 
then they kind of use the excuse of, oh, we have these cameras set up, let's document what's going on, and they go to the hospital and all that. Um, that's pretty good. I mean, and then the last one, Survival of the Dead, which, uh, yeah, just, it wasn't... <laughs> no good? No, it really wasn't. Um, but, you know, not every not every uh, dead movie can be great. There was a... Um, have you seen the? Have you seen any of them besides Night of Living Dead? Uh, I remember Land of the Dead vaguely. Things yeah. happened in it. There was um, that guy who's the mentalist, and the zombies had emotions. Zombies with emotions. Yeah, I think one of the dead movies covered um, a zombie. Oh, it must be this one with my shirt on. Day of the Dead. There's a guy. I forget his name. They're trying to teach him to talk or to recognize stuff. Mm-hmm. And he says something which sort of sets him off. Oh, maybe they're curable, or maybe they do have sort of memories or something. Um, you know, a lot of them are based on a lot of these zombie movies. Like, for example, recently World War Z with Brad Pitt. Did you see that? I did not see that. No, it, um, it was based on a book. It was. Uh, I don't know. It it was good. A lot of rushing around, you know, a lot of lot of zombies scaling the wall, trying to get zombie waves is what I saw in the trailer. Waves. Yeah, that's kind of what they. I think with the technology now, uh, CGI wise, they can show thousands upon thousands of zombies rushing a wall, climbing over. Where back in Romero's day, you'd have to get extras and pay thousands and thousands of extras to do everything. So I guess you can say now that we're in kind of a post-Romero world that it's not just about single zombies anymore, that it's about waves of zombies and it's about going back and having a, a little bit of a cheeky look like, you know, Shaun of the Dead or, you know, those zombie rom-coms with warm, bobby, warm bodies, etc. <laughs> warm bodies, yeah. I have not seen warm bodies. I was supposed to watch it. But, um, yeah, there was a, definitely a rise of the rom-zom-coms uh, recently. Shaun of the Dead, great example. Seen that. Ten times or something, always put that as part of the blood, blood in ice cream or the Canetto trilogy, whichever one you want to call it, um, and which then gave rise to books. So Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was a definite, a definite uh, kind of big one. Mm-hmm. You go into Dimmicks, you'll, you'll always see it there. I never read it. I kind of didn't want to read it. <laughs> Have you I, read Pride and Prejudice? No, I've never read Pride and Prejudice, so that's a thing if I get that. Uh, it's going to ruin Pride and Prejudice for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. Okay. Uh, Mr. Darcy is really handsome. <laughs> is he a zombie in it? Uh, I don't know. I've only read original Pride and Prejudice. He's just like handsome and charming, and all the ladies <laughs> like him. So would you reread it now, uh, the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies book? I really couldn't be bothered. No, no, me neither. But I guess what we're bringing up now is that we had... Romero, we had zombie movies kind of evolve over a long piece of time, and then suddenly they've kind of hit the like the pop culture bubble moment, hmm. and you started having zombie romances, um, weird little zombie books that are you know combining Victorian novels or yep. no Georgian novels, okay, Georgian novels with zombies mm-hmm. and taking things in in a new direction. I guess that's where we've started to have an explosion of zombie board games as well. Yeah, so they're kind of seeping over to a different. Um genre if you would as well maybe oh you know let's put zombies in this and mm. see what happens let's put zombies let's make a comedy let's make yeah. a romance book zombies are so ubiquitous that you can zombies can be a punchline yeah yeah they're pretty pliable you can put them anywhere you can make them do anything there's not 
that many rules that need to be applied to zombies. You can do whatever you want with zombies. They have no rights. No, they, um... <laughs> I mean, you can go back as far as, um... Um, I Am Legend. Um, like, I Am Legend is a... Is a uh, sorry, a Richard Matheson book. is an awesome, awesome book. And they had made they have made three movies of that so far. So they made uh, Last Man on Earth, which is black and white. It is awesome. I do have it. Uh, the zombies are very slow moving in there, and you've got the main character sort of nailing up like one or two planks of wood over a window. And back then, that 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 was kind of all you needed. Zombies come through the window, can't get in, and just kind of stay there. The next one was Omega Man with Charlton Heston, which completely changed the book. They shouldn't have even said that it was based on that book. It completely changed it. Only like bits and pieces were the same. But that overall was probably one of my... Maybe my favourite of the three movies. Or the last one obviously being I Am Legend with Will Smith. Where the zombies were more sort of vampire-ish than zombies. And I seem to remember that's how it was in the original novel as well. Weren't they more... Because... Hmm. The the novel itself is, is quite different. It's from a different perspective. Um, I can't actually remember. It's been oh. way too long. Um, all I remember from the Will Smith movie is they couldn't really go out in the day. Where the book, I think, and Omega Man as well, they were only coming out at night. But in the Omega Man movie, they could kind of talk. You know, come out, come out, and they would yell and keep him awake all night, and he'd play music up loud. And sort of go out and sleep during the day. Where I Am Legend Will Smith movie, they 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 were very fast moving. They were very, they didn't want to, they would come out in the, in the day, but sort of stick to shadows and he'd try and trick them to come out or drag them out. So, I mean, they really changed from the book, was sort of um, mutated a lot throughout the, all the three movies. But I'd recommend going back and buy the book, read that first. And then maybe watch Last Man on Earth, and then the I Am Legend movie. Um, did, uh, Mike Patton does the voice of the uh, uh, zombie slash vampires in um, I Am I Am Legend movie. So Mike Patton, the singer of um, uh, Mr. Bungle, Faith No More, very very cool. Um, so we're moving from maybe books. More into TV shows now that have zombies in them. There are a, a lot, but we couldn't really go past the main one at the moment, The Walking Dead. Now, did you ever read the graphic novel or any of the comics? I, I think I read maybe the first 15 issues or so. Yeah, that's probably where I got up to as well. So um, I I knew of the comic, but when the the TV show was coming out, I went back and bought the first graphic novel and read it and the second one, and kind of then the the, the series started, and they kept pretty well to the, the comic. I mean, a lot of characters aren't in it, and a lot of different characters are in it. Same basic skeleton still applies, and, that's, that, and that was done by Robert Kirkman, and it was directed by Frank Dar- Darabont, who did Shawshank Redemption and The Mist, which was a Stephen King book. Um... So it's well over... The the Walking Dead comic is over 125 now. It's about 127 now. They did release a special one issue 125 sort of cover that you had to buy 10, 10 copies and the, all the covers sort of joined together to make a big poster. Now, I didn't get all of them. I only got one or two. Um, 
number one, The Walking Dead number one, which I don't have. We're talking about the comic book? The comic book, yep, which I don't have, is now you know, so popular, it is priced between 600 dollars and a $1,000. Um, that's just bagged and boarded. It's not CGC'd or anything like that. What does CGC mean, Mitch? So CGC is a, a comic book grading sort of um, company in America who takes your comics and they'll grade it out of 10. And they'll, and they'll seal it in like a plastic frame. I have the max number one, 9.8. Yes, you're pointing to it right now. Pointing to it, yep. So um, that kind of ups the value because, you know, no one else is going to touch it or read it. It's so already it, rated. You, it's you, rated 9.8 out of 10, which is quite high, where, the, where the, the average comic, say it's got no dents and no, nothing wrong with it, is about a 9.4, 9.6. So you can get um, like Batman number one, in the 30s or 40s, that's like rated 1.2, and they go for thousands of dollars, only because of the age of it. But so you, once you go past the point of actually wanting to read the comic? Yeah, well, a lot of people are anti-CGC, because a lot of people you know, do say comics are for reading, you read them, hand them to the next person, they can read them. But um, if you are a collector like I am, CGC is... The way to yeah, go. Yeah, the way to go, 9.8. But... um. Yeah, so Mar- Marvel Comics also did, um, they did delve into the zombie genre a bit not too long ago. You know, about 2005, they did Marvel Zombies, which was also written by Kirkman. So he must have been the guy to go to. He knows his zombies. Um, it was a five-issue miniseries, and in 2007, it crossed over with Dynamite Entertainment, a comic book company. It was called Marvel Zombies vs. Army of Darkness. Now, I could not just sit back and not own that. I needed to own Marvel Zombies' first Army of Darkness. Who doesn't want to watch Ash, chainsaw on his hand, go against a zombie Captain America? Do you want to see that? I want to see that. I want to see it. It actually wasn't very good. I um, I got the first two. I mean, the art was quite good, but it was... I know the story was kind of like all over the place and it was a bit, because obviously the zombies can't really talk. So, you know, their suits are ripped and everything's kind of torn and they got eyes hanging out, which is cool, but I want a little bit more from my zombies. So we're, we're talking about Army of Darkness and, and um, by proxy, the, the evil dead. And I guess this brings us to there being kind of, I guess, two divergent paths of zombie fiction. We have the things like The Walking Dead or World War Z, which tackle living in a post-apocalyptic kind of zombie world. And what it really is about is surviving in that world and surviving with people, with zombies being that external conflict. But there's another kind of almost almost an entirely different genre of zombie fiction, and that's about people going out and kicking zombie butt. Yeah. That's about, you know... Ash with a, ch- a chainsaw for a hand carving through people, and it's kind of the more B bre- grade sloppy stuff. So, Ramiro, he went on from the Night of the Living Dead to do the Dead series, mm-hmm. and the co creator of that went on to do a different series called the, L- the, generally called the Living Dead. So, all those titles had something of the Living Dead in it. Yeah. And those were a lot more kind of B grade, C grade, D grade movies, you know, that was a little bit more funny about, you know, hacking dismembered limbs mm-hmm. and. Teenagers having sex and they're getting killed. The type of stuff that you expect from, you know, B-grade slasher films, except the zombies in it. I do remember Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I was eating spaghetti. 
and trying to watch it, and it really put me off because I know they were very gore-orientated, um, and this was like a, a fair long time ago, and I remember it being a bit more for laughs, as you said, like uh, an, an arm gets sort of like a zombie reaches in the car and they wind up the window and the arm kind of gets cut off and they throw it. And they look back in the rear vision mirror and, and it's just their hand on the road and it kind of turns and sticks its middle finger up. So just for comic purposes, really. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind either way. I like my zombies movies a bit more story-driven, a bit more, um, you know, interpersonal conflicts um, and survival more than comedic. And the games we're going to tackle today probably have a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, they have a bit of both. Um, yeah, we'll definitely we'll get to games. Because um, you talked about two schools of zombies. I also noticed there was a trend in uh, two different sorts of zombies when they created. So there was the brain eaters. I call them the brain eaters. So that brains, you know, that's all they kind of want. And they go brains. after the brains. I think that's... Brains. <laughs> I think that's a night of the living dead sort of after the brains. And then there's, I call them the flesh eaters. So they kind of just want to eat you your whole body mm-hmm. just not the brains mm-hmm. um i believe in the living dead series when the zombies eat the brains they start to retain some aspect of humanity okay so eating brains makes them more human and kind of stops their their degrading okay so that's okay i watched four seasons i didn't even know that no no did i say walking dead yeah oh i meant um re- the living dead series oh, the living dead yeah okay my bad well you could have said living dead um yeah i mean I don't. I don't mind either way. I because I always thought they were after brains because maybe their brain wasn't working, or they could sort of sense mm-hmm. your whatever electricity or something around your brain, and they were trying to get that. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. It didn't bother me either way. Um, yeah. So, but the brain eaters, the flesh eaters. You've got the zombie sort of genre just for laughs. You've got the zombie genre which is what, what Kirkman did with The Walking Dead, which was really not about zombies at all. And they don't even use the word zombies. They use walkers or biters. And it's more about interpersonal conflict, how each person interacts with each other and how they survive more than the zombies themselves. So when I, I, I say to people, or they say to me, oh, you know, what's a good TV show? I say Walking Dead. They say, no, I don't want to watch a show about zombies. I said, it's really not about zombies at all. You should watch it. It's about a group of people living in this apocalyptic post-apocalyptic probably post 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 um environment and trying to get along you know they're finding food but they're also fighting with each other so they're not just surviving zombies they're surviving each other which i like and just another little innovation that we've had recently with 28 days later is that now zombies can run zombies can run yeah um denny boyle definitely up the zombie genre which most of the zombies are more shuffling, ambling, sort of, uh, quite easy to get away from. Walking Dead's like that. They don't really run. But 28 Days Later, they, they not only run, they sprint. And that was probably some of the scariest zombies I've seen. Because there's no, like, oh, I'll just run away. You, you can't escape them. You just can't. I think Walking Dead, you were more afraid of large numbers of zombies sort of surrounding you. And even in the TV show, they kind of, you know, they go back to back. So you look that way, I'll look behind you, so none can surround us. But with uh, 20 days later, you just just get in the car and drive, because even then they can probably catch you. 
Um, so yeah, so well, just briefly on, on comics, just before we uh, go on to uh, the games we played, um, George Romero has actually been writing a, a comic at the moment called Empire of the Dead. So sticking with the uh, the dead theme, um, by it's, it's drawn by Alex Mayleave, which um, I've been collecting. I think it's about a five or ten part series, and three have come out, and it is really, really good, really, really awesome. The art is great, the story is great. It's very Land of the Dead, where they have um, a township that's sort of like protect from the zombies, and you can go there and and hang out. And they have sort of like their police, and they have a main guy that's sort of like the boss. And is it following on from Land of the Dead? It. It, I don't think so. It could be. I'll have to have a look. Um, but he's done two things different in this comic. Uh, it's not really spoilers, but um, if I do spoil it, I am sorry. Um, there is a group of sort of like the police that are in this city that kind of like keep the zombie population from coming in. And one gets bitten, and a part of the storyline is from her point of view after she's been bitten, so she is a zombie. But she has that sort of, um, still has that human connection in her mind. So she's trying to talk, but she can't. It's just coming out. And then she saves a little girl from being bitten. And the little girl kind of sees she isn't like the others. And that's one of the storylines in it, which I found quite interesting. Um, And also he's kind of bought in... uh, vampires into it as well so we don't have a mix of zombie vampires we have zombies and we have vampires when in doubt add vampires <laughs> I, I would definitely uh keep collecting uh empire of the dead and i'd definitely recommend going out and checking that out um okay, okay so we've kind of covered uh, zombie comics zombie movies and we're moving on to zombie games now zombie games yeah we'll just <clears throat> briefly talk about uh, the console game sorry um just Left 4 Dead, Dead Rising, Resident Evil, Dead Space. They all sort of have the zombie sort of hybrid, maybe aliens in it as well, if you want to check that out. Okay, so we're going to start talking about games that we actually play. This should be the, the meat, the yummy, yummy brain meat. So we, we played a few games, and we're kind of going to go through each one, give a little bit of detail about the game <coughs> mechanics. And we're going to start off with Ono Zombies. Oh no, zombies. I have that in the room behind you. I don't actually remember getting it. I think someone bought it for my birthday or for my wife's birthday. I like Ono oh zombies because... Well, the... t- tell us a little bit about the game first, Mitch. Yeah, sure. Um, so it, it, it is a board game. It, um, it goes it's sort of circular, so you start off a big circle and you kind of go in. There's different um, sort of like safe houses along the way where you have... Batteries, torches, guns, ammo. So you start off as a human, of course, and you walk around the board, and your goal is to avoid zombies and get ammo and kind of get into the middle. So the first one to the safe house is the winner, but you have to go in sort of like a spiral to get into the middle. How do you move? I think you roll the dice and you move, and there's, diff- and there's different ways that you can go. So you can go up or down. If the zombie's blocking your path, maybe you can go and get ammo. Um, I can't remember what the torches are for. I think they're also a weapon. But um, the cool thing about it was if you do get bit and you do die, you become a zombie. So you take your... There are miniatures, which I always find enhances the game. I like miniatures. So you take the miniature off, you find your zombie miniature, you put it on, 
and then you can go after the other players, which I found quite uh, original. Does it make you want to be a zombie? Like, are you like, oh, uh, no, screw this, I'm going to get myself killed and then start killing everyone else? I didn't even think about that, but I'm sure people would. Because if you can see someone who's maybe um, getting closer to winning, mm-hmm. maybe you will become a zombie and go after them. And do you, as a zombie, is there a win condition for zombies, or is it just to keep you busy? Uh, no, it's just to kill the other players, really. Okay. Yeah, there's not much. But um, you, but if, if you're a zombie and you kill everyone, do you win? I, I would imagine so, because that's actually never happened. We've played it five times and that's never happened someone's always got to the safe house which is good i mean it it was a really good game i like the mechanics of it it was quite fun if you have a couple people over it's really easy to pick up it's a a very basic game isn't it yeah very very basic um all you all you do is roll a dice and move to a place Roll a dice move head towards the gun head towards the safe house um I'd give it probably seven out of ten or eight out of ten. I give it a high, a high. Eight seven. out of eight out of ten. Yeah, well, uh, I I like the simplistic games, and I like it because you become a zombie. Um, all zombies are green. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You have your own color, purple, blue, etc. Maybe not a okay. I'll give it a high seven, seven point eight. Okay, um, I'll tell you that I wasn't convinced on this one. <laughs> I, I um I don't want to play it. You don't want to no, no. I, I, I had I had a, a little bit of a look at the reviews online, and it doesn't sound that fun. Yeah, who who made it? Can you read the? Yeah, the top? It's, I, I actually know it's by Accoutrements. Yeah, um, they're a company that does a lot of uh, kind of gag type things. So they do novelty kind of kitchenware, homeware. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're not actually a game company. Is that why you don't like it? A little bit. Okay. Look, 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 it's it's a, it's a very simple game, which is fine. It's fine to have a simple game. Mm-hmm. And, well, one of the things about games is when you play a game, yep. there's two factors to your enjoyment. There's the game, mm-hmm. and there's the people you're playing with. Yep. And just like you can have a, a, B-grade, a B-grade horror film that's not a very good horror film, if you're sitting there with popcorn and beers and you're having a good time with your friends, it doesn't matter how terrible the movie is. Yep. You can still have a good time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, um, I wouldn't say it's in-depth at all, and maybe if you do play it more than five times, like I did... Yeah, how, much, how much did it cost you? Um, oh, you don't know? I don't know. No, it was a gift, yeah. It was a gift, because someone knew I like zombies. I actually mm. think they got it for my wife. I can't remember. I'll have to clarify that. But yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's Mitch zomb- says bye. It's a zombie game. Yeah, I mean... If it's under 60, under 50, I'd, I'd, I would have bought it. Okay. Yeah, I would have bought it. Um, zombie Dice? Do you want... Yeah, let, let's do Zombie Dice. Zombie Dice? I was actually meant to check it out before because I have played it a lot. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember if there was... So, you get... So, I can tell you the way okay. zombie, dice, zombie Dice works because I remember pretty well. Um, zombie Dice was one of the first games we picked up when we started to get deep into tabletop gaming. It's a push-your-luck game, and what push-your-luck means is that every turn you get a chance to kind of stay where you are, or you can risk something and go deeper. What you do each turn is that you roll three dice, and those dice are different colours representing different levels of danger. So a green dice is pretty safe, uh, orange dice is not so safe, and a red dice is pretty dangerous. Yep. You want to try and roll as many brains as you can, before you get shot three times. Yep. So there's brain symbols, there's shot, shotgun blast symbols, and there's also running symbols. 
If you get if you get a brain symbol, you bank them. If you get a running symbol, you have to use that dice again. Um, shotgun symbols are also put off to the side, and then you start drawing more dice. Yeah. So you kind of know if you if, if you've got like a runner that's red, that it's not too safe to reroll that dice. Yep. So three three shotguns means you're dead. Next person's turn. Well, it. And th- well, this is a little bit of the problem that I have with it. Okay. Is that like it's it's a game and it's a pretty engaging game if you like rolling dice. You quite like it, don't you, Mitch? I do. I love it. Yeah. My, my um, wife also really, really likes it. She likes rolling dice and things happen. I don't like it quite so much um, because I don't think it's much... It's not a very deep game. All you do is you roll the dice, yep. and it doesn't really matter about anyone else in the room. Kind of just gamble. Yeah. Um, the only decision you really have is whether to roll or not to roll, yep. and that decision will be based on how good everyone else is going. Yeah. If everyone else isn't going very well, you can play it pretty safe. If everyone else is going really well, then you want to risk things. Yeah. I. So how many brains do you need to get? Is it 13? 13. 13 brains, and then you win. Yes. And there's no brains in the in the little tube. No brains in the tube? No brains in the tube. Oh, it, it, it comes in a little tube. Yeah. The, the, the packaging oh, is, is, is like... As a, a token pack. for how many yeah. you have. Okay, yeah. So yeah. you have to write down your brains. Yeah. Or... Um, my lovely wife actually crocheted us some brains. She crocheted oh. us some brains. She got bored a little bit of the way through. <laughs> so I think we have around like a, a, a dozen or so brains. I was going to say, I remember playing with brains. Yeah, we, been at your house. Yeah, we yeah. gave them the brains. The, those were not in the box. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. I mean, it does come with the tube, so you can put the dice in it, shake it, roll it. I, I, I think of it more of a good um, warm-up sort mm-hmm. of game. So you're going to have a games night, get out. Um, Uno zombies, play a round of that, put it aside, get out zombie dice, play that. You're warming up, get into the theme of zombies. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about zombie survival? You, you, you didn't play that, did you? No, you played zombie I, survival. I played zombie survival, played it twice. Um, we got it not very long ago because, as we talked about, I like post-apocalyptic, and this game was very set on you get your own house. So it is. So it also appeals to DIY aficionados, people who like building. Um, it, well, you're not building really anything. There's there's no board as such. What you do is you get a house and you can sit. You know, they give you a house. So you get like a square, and it's got it's like um, a blueprint of a house. So you've got the room and you've got your carport and your bathroom and bedroom. And what you do is you go through a pile and you choose like your weapons. So you choose a shotgun. You choose your car. Torch, generator, food. Can you choose to get, like, better tiles for the kitchen? Uh, no. That could be a good expansion, though. Yeah. If, if, if you're going to be in the Z- house for a long time. Zombie survival renovation. Yeah, it's probably on your top uh, to-do list would be to renovate in a zombie apocalypse. If you're going to be there the whole time. Yeah. Um, so, what I found about this game that I really enjoyed was you do get your own house, and it comes with zombie miniatures, which are really cool. You don't, you don't get, like, 20 you get about 50 or 60 you get a lot so each each round the zombies move forward you add a zombie on on each side he moves forward or she if if the zombies come before they sort of go diagonally so they so after a couple of rounds your house is surrounded by zombies and what you do is you build up your your doors and your windows you barricade them and a zombie on, on the zombies turn they can knock down that barricade and get in or you can shoot them now, you can also go to town, so you get in your car, and you sort of 
put it to the side, and that, and that means you've gone to town to sort of get uh, more batteries or more food. Um, it was a little bit complicated. Um, probably it takes me a while to learn a new game, especially one that's a bit complicated, and we got that sort of when we're getting into tabletop games, so I wasn't that familiar with the mechanics. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sent you a freakly asked questions thing from the internet. Yeah, you? yeah, you did. You sent me. Was it um, they redid the rules or they fixed them up or something? Yeah, I, I, I sent you a revised rules as long as a free frequently asked question sheet yeah. because people were having problems with that game. Yeah, it was a little bit hard to get the hang of because when you're playing a game, you kind of for the first or second time, you're like, I don't, I don't think this is right. That's kind of the feeling I was getting when I was playing. Like, there's got to be something else. Um, it was enjoyable. I mean, I like the uh, originality to it. I like the zombie miniatures. Which which was your favourite out of the two that we've gone through so far? Zombie owner zombies or zombie survival? I would say zombie survival. If I can get the hang of the rules, I think it'd be quite an enjoyable game. I'd like to be able to play it without reading the rules. And it's up to four players. You can. Um, you can all sit around and have your own house and have your own zombies sort of invading. It's up to you what you do. You can't work as a team, which may be a downside to it. You can't visit other people's houses. But, you can't um, have house parties? No, you can't have house parties. And you can't renovate your house, which we've established. No, you have a generator and a shovel. Maybe you could dig a hole in your house or something. Now, you played... I played zombies. Zombies. Zombies, and there's multiple exclamation marks. Not a Z with an S? With an S. With an S. Well, starting with a Z and ending with an S. Okay. Zombies is actually from the same publisher as Twi- as Zombie Survival, Twilight Creations. Oh. Zombies is one of the, what I'd say is three big zombie board game series. Mm-hmm. We might briefly touch on the other ones at the end of the podcast once we've come to some conclusions. Mm-hmm. But zombies, I believe they're up to... Uh, Somewhere in the teens, so the zombies, zombies, zombies two, zombies three, zombies four, zombies five, zombies six, zombies seven, zombie eight, and etc. I have seen them at um, mind games. Okay, and I've always wanted to get them. Okay, they look so cool. Yeah, I, I borrowed mine from a fr- from a friend, um, and he w- he's usually a little bit hesitant about lending games to me because he likes to keep them nice and pretty. Do you bend them? No, I don't. Them, I don't. I don't bend them. Put drinks on he, them. He, he just. You just want just in case. Yeah, but you're just, pretty good with your games. Plastic sleeves. Yeah, I um, I was playing Netrunner with a friend, you know, not too long ago. We, we spilled beer over everything, and they were in plastic sleeves. And we dried them off. And it's, it's no big problem. I think games are meant to be played, but sleeves help. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're zombies. And the aim of the game of the zombies is to kill lots of zombies or get to a helicopter. Now we briefly touched on this before. It's a roll and move game. Rolling and moving is a key staple of of games for a long time. It's not so popular anymore because it kind of limits what you can do each turn. And if you think about things like Snakes and Ladders, mm-hmm. Snakes and Ladders is a very simple roll and move game. Mm-hmm. Um, you roll and then you move and you don't actually get any choice. <laughs> you actually just go up and down. <laughs> yeah. And so... If you've played some games as a kid, you might have played a lot of roll and move games, and they may have seemed fun, but if you go duck now, you will have no fun. No fun? No fun. Only fun? Only fun when you get... When you're young. Yeah, well, the thing is, they're really great for kids, because what you can do is you can roll the dice, and Sally and Billy can have an equal chance of winning, even if Sally is 18 and Billy is 4. Yep. Because they're just rolling dice, and so they're good, like, kind of family 
fair because they're not very offensive, mm -hmm. but they're not all that engaging. So, zombies, mm -hmm. it gives you a little bit of extra thing. You can always move at least three. So you roll your dice and you can move whatever you roll plus three. Okay, oh, that's cool. And can, do you have to move that amount or you can just move... I believe you can choose. Okay, yeah, I like that. But what you, what you do each turn is that you're a survivor and you're going to go around killing stuff. Okay. Um, you, That's my sort of game. Yeah. The players, all survivors, you're all trying to either get to the helicopter yep. or kill 20 zombies. Not kill each other? No, not kill each other. Okay. And you go around. Yep. Each turn you get to like explore a new tile and you open the tile and there's zombies on it. Then you try and kill those zombies. You, mm -hmm. you roll a dice. Um if you roll good, you kill zombies. If you don't, you don't kill zombies. You can get ammunition, which makes it easier to kill zombies. Mm -hmm. But it is you just going around and finding stuff. So, is it a tile turner? Is that a phrase, or did I make that up? You, you made that up, but that's that's a great phrase. A tile turner. It's a, it's, it's a real tile turner. Like, <laughs> sort of like Space Crusade, you have a monitor, it beeps, you can see what stuff is. That's my problem with zombies games, is... If they're in line of sight, mm -hmm. you should be able to see them. Not You get to them, turn a tile, oh, there's 50 zombies in front of you. Because you're going to be able to see them if you're mm -hmm. walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Don't go that way, go this way. Well, yeah, there, there is that. Um, the thing with the zombies in this game is they're not very scary. One, one part of the mechanic is that you make your move, you explore new tiles, you, you try and find stuff and kill zombies, yep. and then you get to move the zombies. Now, okay. presumably what you'd want to do is send the zombies after the other players so they kill them. Yeah. But the zombies are actually pretty easy to kill. Okay. And one part of the game is to kill as many zombies as possible. So when you turn over a tile, yep. you actually want the zombies all to come towards you so you can kill them. Yep. Um, so you, you go through this game, you, you try and kill zombies. It's actually got some really nice art in it. Yep. It's got that kind of schlocky kind of B-grade 70s, 80s horror feel. Yep. It, I think it's, um, it may even be in colored pencil, but it actually it actually looks really good. Okay. Um, and they've each got kind of expected tropes you can see from horror movies. So if you get a certain card, yep. they generally correspond to certain locations. Okay. So you get a card. Yep. And if you go to the fire station and you have the fire axe card, you can play your fire axe card. Okay. And you now have a fire axe. Fire axe. Okay. And so you get a, like a plus one. Or if you go to the skate shop, yep. you get a skateboard <laughs> and you get to move more. You move can also, more, okay. Yeah, you, you get to go around and, and use it as a weapon? Just move more. No, just move more. Okay. And you can get it like a grenade and a few other things. So you could be cruising around with a fire axe and a grenade on your skateboard. Oh. So it, it, there's a lot in the game that could be enjoyable yep. with the right with the right people. Yep. You've got to kind of take it, take it not as a very... It's a bit of a trashy game. If you think about a B-grade horror movie... This is what Zombies is. Okay. It's not like a very engaging experience unless you're drinking beer and eating peanuts and just laughing at each other. So the aim is to get to the helicopter or do you have to do sort of missions first, like you said, kill 20 zombies and then get to the kill helicopter? Kill 20 zombies or get to the helicopter. Oh, okay. Now, the thing, the thing about it is that it's a bit of a slog. Mm. It takes quite a while to kill 20 zombies because essentially what you do is you move up to them and you roll a dice, and sometimes you don't get what you want, so you have to take a wound or spend another bullet, and you kind of just go around killing zombies and keep on rolling dice. Yep. Um, and the helicopter is the very last tile. Okay. So you have to explore the whole board, oh, okay. and then get to the helicopter. So it makes you go around the whole board mm -hmm. until you finish it. Okay. And what 
and you get cards that can do special stuff. So you, you can kind of move your other players away from where they want to be or kind of, um, you know, mess them over a little bit. Yep. So there's that little bit of nasty interaction, mm. which can be fun. Um, the way that I ended up winning the game <laughs> was there's one card that's an alternate food source, mm. so it distracts the zombies and they won't eat you. Oh, uh, okay. Like so a goat or... Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's got a picture of them eating eating someone, I believe. Eating something. Okay, so you've thrown mm-hmm. a goat leg to your right. They've gone over that. You can go through. Mm-hmm. I like that. So generally you can't move through zombie squares, and the win condition is that you have to be in the helicopter square when there's no zombies in there. So what I did is that I moved in there okay. with alternate food source so people couldn't get me, yep. and then I got another card which let me move some zombies, so I moved them off and I sneakily won the game. Nice. Was and, that the first time you played it? Yeah, and but it didn't feel very rewarding. I felt that I cheated a little bit. Because you moved into the square and then through yeah, the yeah. food source? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they playtested it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that was... Um, we played. We didn't play... Oh, we did. We played one more game, mm-hmm. which we actually played today. Well, how about we go for a little bit of a, a, a conclusion of the games that we've gone mm-hmm. through so far. Okay. So, Ono Zombies. Me, I give a thumbs up. Okay. You... Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered? No. Zombie Dice, thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a good gateway game, but... Gateway game. Oh, um, should I explain what a gateway game is? Oh, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, gateway game is something that you play either when you're getting into the hobby or because you're a sneaky bastard and you want your friends to start playing games with you. So you... you, you, oh, you it's is that kind what of, you did to me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. So you, you kind of start them with the simple games. Thank you. Um, the classic gateway is Settlers of Catan, which we, we've played. I only played that once. Yeah, with uh, me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you started wanting to play more games, right? I want to play that again. I want to play Ticket to Ride. I want to play this game. I want to play that game. Now I'm buying games, and my wife's ringing me. Do you want me to get you this game? Um, it is your fault, and um, I do need to be re- rehabilitated. Okay, yeah. So Zombie Dice is a good gateway game, yep. but I would argue it's not a good zombie game. No, because they have a Cthulhu... Sort of similar one. Oh, the the, the, the Cthulhu dice is, is completely different. It's is not it? at all. But there's a, a buck hunting variant, which is essentially the same game, okay. except instead of some of the symbols, yep. which are brains and stuff, you hunt deer. And yeah, there's, so there's put, no yeah. change to the mechanics whatsoever. No, that's the thing. You can change it out with <laughs> anything you'd like, and it'll still be the same. And the things that we've talked about today, the things that we like about zombies, you know, interpersonal conflict or being a cool guy going around with an axe and killing people, zombie dice has none of those things. No, no, it's not very involved. It is a gateway. It is a warm-up game. Mm. It's fun. It's probably quite cheap. I can't remember how much it is, Mm. but... You do have to get your own zombie token somewhere, though, or keep track of it on a piece of paper. Yeah. Like some sort of caveman. A caveman, or you can download a counter app, uh, probably. Probably. My wife has one. Um, zombie survival was Ono oh Zombies. A, you said it was a good game. Was it a good zombie game? Was it a good zombie game? Did it cover the it's, zombie points you like? It 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 did, and it only gets a, a yes because when you get bitten, you you don't just die and you leave the game and you just sit back and wait for everyone to finish. You turn into a zombie, but no, because there's not enough zombies on the like involved trying to chase you down. And the were the zombies scary in that? Well. The miniatures are good. You know, you know, one arm's back, one arm's forward, sort of like a guy in a suit, his mm. tires all ripped, and they, you know, you look at it, it's classic zombie sort of uh, pose. How, how many different miniatures do they have? Are they all the same mold? They are 
Oh, damn. except that well, the player the player miniatures are all the same mold, and then all the zombies are all the same mold, and that's the same with um, zombie survival as well. All the zombies, I think they're all the same. I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. I'll check. But I don't know. Yeah, going back to no zombies. Was it a good zombie game? Yes and no, no, because you, you know the shotguns very. Um, been done to death in zombie movies. Everyone wants a shotgun to blow a zombie's head off. That's in there, and a torch. That's pretty much all you get. I think you might get a shovel or a baseball bat as well. So I, I want to move past shotguns and baseball bats and chainsaws. Give me something new. And that's very much what zombies is. Zombies is what you'd exactly exactly expect. Yep. If you went to see a B-grade horror movie, this would be zombies, and you'd be like, okay, that's what's going to happen now. He's got a fire axe. Oh, we, okay, the skateboard's a bit weird. I don't know why he has a skateboard. Hmm. But there's nothing surprising in it at all. No, I guess they're aiming for people who come off the street. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you get, oh, you know, like zombies. What do I know about zombies? What have I seen in my life? Mm-hmm. I've seen baseball bats. I've <laughs> seen shotguns kill zombies, and that's what you get. Yeah, it, it corresponds exactly to the source material. Yeah. But it doesn't really do anything exciting with it. No. Zombies does have two different molds, I believe, in the newest version. In the original version, I think they only have one mold, but there's two different molds. There's okay. a man zombie and a lady zombie. And a lady zombie. A lady zombie has is carrying a severed head and has <laughs> a fairly ripped bodice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So it's like sexist. Nice. It, <laughs> it must cost them... Like, yeah. Obviously, it costs more to have a variation, but... um, And does it pay off to have a variation? That's kind of cool. Um, it is cool. It is cooler mm-hmm. than having the same one. Uh, we'll go a little bit into zombie miniatures after we cover our last board game. Last board game? The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, yes. I um, Now, you said there were two Walking Dead games, one based on the TV show, one based on the comic. Yes, those are the Walking Dead board game. They're both called the Walking Dead board game, I believe. One's based on the comic, one's based on the TV show. There are other Walking Dead games. I believe there's Walking Dead Monopoly, there's Walking yes. Dead Risk. Yes. And these will probably be the type of board games that people are more familiar with. What what I noticed was the one we played was based on the comic, mm-hmm. and it was Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Uh. So I don't know what the other one's called, but I imagine it's... Um, uh, Walking, AMC's? Yeah, AMC's Walking Dead. That's my guess. Mm. So do you know what the mechanics are for the other board game that we didn't play? I don't. I... I know that um, I've had a little bit of a look about the general reception of the two. Yep. And The Walking Dead, the comic board game, was said to be better, so that's the one we tackled. Yep. It was also the one we could get our hands on. Yep. Cindy happened to have it at Go Lounge. Go Lounge, yep. Um, so we went down there. I, I asked her what zombie gore game she had, and she didn't think she had any, but then I went and I found one. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I was there a little bit before you, and I went in, and I said, uh, I want to play some of your zombie board games. And she said, oh, well, no, we don't have any. And I said, oh, do you have Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's over there. So I guess... Um, it's not... Some people might think it's not a zombie game. It does not have zombie in the title. No, and they don't mention zombie in the show, so that's fine. Um, I really, really liked it. I really liked it. It was... Uh, I didn't know what to expect. I knew nothing about it. Um, before you got there, I was reading the the quick play rules, I think, which was maybe a paragraph. And for me, that's good, because I, I read it in a couple minutes. I got the basic gist of the how to play it. And then there was another section that explained it a little bit more detail. So by the time you got there, maybe 10 minutes after I got there, I had it not not completely down, but I knew how to play. And then the rest of the book goes into more depth. 
and I uh, it's so it's uh, it looked like a map, sort of like a map where one of them is circled like school mall. Um, yeah, it looks like a map that someone's gone through and made little annotations on. Yeah, and you and you and you randomly pick a character from the comic. So I was Tyrese. You were Tyrese, which I have a, a figurine <laughs> of. I got on Comic Book Day, and who was I? I believe you were Shane. Shane, yes, that guy. That guy, Shane. Yeah, and along the way, you sort of get. Followers? Followers. So you start off with one follower, you get your little guy, and you start giving followers. So I was lucky enough to pick up several little white boys as Tyrese the Big Scary Black Man. <laughs> so I, I got a little cut, a, a little a little following. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really help me that much. They don't... The followers don't seem to help. The followers... So, so I was Shane, and I had two red dye... And a blue die. Yeah. Oh, we, we should probably we should probably explain the actual way the game works. Yeah. I I can't remember what the difference with the dies were. Well, okay. So the basic way the game works is that every turn you get to move. Yep. So you move across the board. You get to move three spaces, and every time you leave a space, as long as there's nothing special in that space, a zombie appears there. So as you go throughout the game, you're creating like a wake of zombies. And then you go to a special place that has resources on it, and they've just got little icons there. And when you go to a resource, you have a little encounter. Yep. And so you pull an encounter card, and you reveal it, and then something happens. Hmm. A lot of the time, you're going to have to deal with those things with your dice. So you have a little dice pool. Yep. Each starting character has a fair amount of dice. My Tyrese had three red dice. Which red was dice, good. Yeah, red dice are good for fighting. They were attack dice, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they they're, they're good for killing zombies. Yep. Uh, the green dice are good for doing actions. They give you caps. Yep. You want caps for some reason. We don't exactly know why, but you want like, caps. Like a hat. Yeah. A cap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You want caps. Yeah, yeah. Why would you not want caps? Um. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like a random encounter card would say roll three caps. Mm-hmm. So you'd roll, and you're like, well, what am I? <laughs> I have three hats. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, that, that's a little bit of a disconnect where it's like the fighting zombie stuff, like you feel like you're fighting zombies, like you're doing stuff. So you, some guys are good at fighting zombies, some guys aren't. Yeah. There's actually a thing where you have ammo, yeah. so you can choose occasionally to fire a gun. Yep. And if you fire a gun, sometimes you'll get to kill a lot of zombies mm-hmm. if you're you know, not doing too well, if you're about to get it eaten. Yep. But sometimes it'll go off really loudly and that will attract all zombies around you. And that was a different... That was a black dice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got to choose whether or not choose, yeah. uh, after you saw, you know, how well you were doing, whether you used your gun. Yeah, and that was that was good. That was fun. Yeah. Well, if you, for example, if you drew um, a card that said "survive seven zombies," so you had to. So if a zombie does bite you, you take sort of damage, and what did they call it? Um, fatigue. Fatigue. So you'd get a little count, a little token. That look like uh, medical wraps that had a bit of blood on it. And you put it on your followers or you put it on your own character. So if you're going to survive seven and you roll, say, six zombies that you've killed, you're going to take one fatigue or you can use your gun mm-hmm. to shoot it, which I found um, a good option because sometimes you may not have any bullets or you might have lots of bullets. And taking fatigue doesn't do a whole... Like, it doesn't slow you down. Mm-hmm. You might put on one of your followers and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter too much unless you start taking lots of hits. Yeah. And then your guys can die if they get too much fatigue on them. But you get to choose who you kill. Yeah. I think you get three fatigues per 
uh, character mm-hmm. before they kind of succumb to the environment, I think is what they wrote, yeah. in, in the rules, and die. So, it, yeah, it, it's more about the environment than turning into zombies or anything. Yeah, what what I found quite strange about this game is, like, wherever, so you roll, so you can move up to three spaces. Your character sheet, you have food, which is a tin can that's open. Mm-hmm. You have um, ammo, which is like a gun belt or something. Mm-hmm. And then you have fuel. Mm-hmm. So they're all in these little comic book illustrations. They're all taken from the comic book, I think, yeah. Yeah, so well, it, it has all comic book art. And the fuel and the food icon, they look a little similar. The f- yeah, the fuel, I couldn't tell what it was. It's it's a Bowser. It's a Bowser, yeah. yeah. I was, it looks like... Not, not from Mario. From the, <laughs> the, the place where you go to your fuel and you put fuel yeah. in your car. It's very, very small. It has no detail on it, so it looks like a square with a squiggle. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's a Bowser, so that's fine. It probably would have been better for them to use the gas can. Gas can would have been better, yeah. Um, you don't actually get a car or anything like that. It's just assumed that you do find a car, and you use a gas, you use a, mm-hmm. a fuel token to move two. Yep. So that two is classed as one of your three moves. Yeah, you, you move one extra whenever you use one a fuel. Extra. So I guess it's assumed that most of the car time you just push your car around, and occasionally <laughs> you get it in drive. Well, in 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 the show, they sort of pick up cars yeah. a lot, and they spend a lot of time trying to get them going, mm-hmm. um, replacing batteries, and the keys are always hidden under the sun visor or in the ignition. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the weird thing I found was wherever you walk, so you might move three, you put a zombie token where you've been. Which I was, I was thinking, oh, okay, so there's no zombies on the board at the start. You move, then now there's zombies. Um, I did take some pictures, which we'll try and put up on um, burn feeder. Feed burner. Feed burner. Um, and you'll see where I've walked. So I walked pretty much in a straight line and then right, and there was just zombies following me. So you don't, you want to try not to backtrack. So what I, what I did, so you pick a secret location at the start and that's kind of where you, you possibly want to go. Yeah. Also the way to win the game is to, is to scout three different locations. Yep. Um, the first time you scout a location, it's pretty easy. Yep. And the second time you scout a location, it gets harder. So the first time the card says first location, do this. Second location, do this, and the second location is always harder. Yep. And then the third location is the hardest at all. Mm-hmm. So you've got one secret one that only you know about, yep. and three public ones which everyone knows about. So was there any benefit or disadvantage from having that secret one? Because I actually was headed towards it before the game ended. But Well, the, the secret location is just something that no one else knows. So you can use that, and like you can go... Like you can re- fake going over this way, and then secretly go over this way, and get a thing that nobody knew about. Okay, because at, at the start, you, you draw three locations, put them on top of the, the map board, and those are the ones that you can go to. So your secret location might not be at the top, so no one else can go there, only you can go there. Except that some of them in there twice. I had, for example, the gun shop, yep. and I had that like as a secret location, and it came in with the public location. So I scouted the gun shop, took it, and I scored it, yep. and I kept my private one hidden. Yeah, I mean, I overall, I love the game. I really did. I, I'm considering buying it. Oh, really? Yeah. You're sold. Definitely. Yeah. It was. Um, it was a lot of fun. It like I liked the comic book art. I liked a lot about it. I liked um, the zombies that kind of chase you around. What I found was 
um, if I was heading for a location and I knew zombies were going to come sort of in my wake, I would sort of go the long way around in case I needed to backtrack so I could backtrack past them. And you could be beside a zombie in another square and they, they don't get to attack unless you need to go in that square. Is that yeah, right? the, 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 the zombies are just there until you start moving into them. Yeah. So I don't think we ever actually got to a point. We never got to a point where we had to go into a zombie square. And what you do is you flip the zombie square, the zombie token over, and it'll sh- tell you how many zombies are in there. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe that says something about the game that we never went in there. But if you do have four people playing... Yeah, we only played with two people, and we presume that the more people you have the more likely that you are going to fill up the board with zombies. And the board really isn't that big, so it's going to be a very, very tight squeeze if you've got... Is there more than four players? I can't remember. I can't remember looking at the box. I think there's more because the character tokens you get, or the character kind of board, Mm -hmm. there was about eight of them. Okay, then. If there's eight of them, that would mean eight players. Yeah, it's... um, Like, I'll check out the other version of The Walking Dead first but yeah i really like this game i thought the um encounters were fun well if you were going to blind buy something you would recommend blind buying this wouldn't you yeah i think so yeah definitely it was easy to learn even though i'm still a novice i picked it up i didn't ask i didn't ask you too many questions kind of like um yeah what i'd say is that as we mentioned before it is a good gateway game yeah if you've played monopoly Mm -hmm. this is not any more complicated than Monopoly. No. And you're less likely to mess up the rules. Although there was some weird things in it. Some of the, the cards weren't entirely clear. Yeah. And we were a little bit confused by some of the ammunition rules that we didn't know yep. if you could roll like as many bullets as you wanted or you could just roll one. We decided it probably just meant one. Because I had to kill, survive seven zombies. I yeah. rolled three zombie heads, which means I killed three, so I had four to go. And I had about five bullets, so I could have possibly killed them all, but we weren't sure if we could do that. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm sure it's in there somewhere, we just didn't read it. Uh, no, no, we, we I, I read through oh, it. You did read it? It was not in there. No, it was okay. not in there. So, yeah, er, the other thing is that as you go throughout the game, you do all these encounter cards, and most of them are either surviving zombies, which yep. means all you have to do is not get killed, mm-hmm. and if you not get killed, you get success, and you get whatever resource you're going after, or you get the location you're looking for. Yep. Um, or you have to kill the zombies, in which case you have to kill kill them more in order to get the things you want. Um, and but there's a couple other things. Yep. There is, as we mentioned before, actions, um, which are the the caps. It doesn't particularly make sense, but you've got some guys that are good at fighting and some guys that are good at wearing caps. Yep. And what you have to do is try and wear as many caps as possible in order to be good at a thing. Yep. Um, and what the caps are supposed to um represent is action so it's probably like more finding resources or maybe doing backflips we we're not entirely sure but the point is um you get red dice which are good at doing stuff killing dudes you get green dice which are good at doing the actions and wearing caps and blue dice which is a little bit of a combination of both and i found it not off-putting but some of the sides of the dice were blank yeah so sometimes you get nothing so i thought maybe they could have put something Instead of a blank side, did that bother you at all? Um, I think blank sides are good. Oh, really? Because what, what it does is that if you had like something that's zero, then you have to kind of register that in your head. Okay. You have to read it. Mm. But a blank side, you don't have to read. Okay. 
And I, I think it was fine for balance because sometimes what you would do is like you would go into a fight and you're like, yeah, I got this. I'm a cool guy. I've got Tyrese. I've got my little boys. I've got Maggie. We <laughs> yep. can take anything. And then you go in and you go, no, I no, Yeah, you took Maggie from me. Yes. Um, so as we were saying, yep. the, there's the killing zombies, there's the wearing hats, yep. and there's also some cards which let you actually interact with other players, yes. which, which is fun because mostly what it is is a game about going around and doing your own thing, yep. scouting things, and trying to be the first to do something. So yep. it's more of like a race yeah, rather than fighting it each is. other. But there's some cards which you can do which make a challenge, yep. and those challenges, they ask every player to do something, mm-hmm. and then something happens. So it might say... All, cha- all players are challenged to put some fatigue. Yep. So they're challenged to hurt their guys. I thought that was quite weird. And if they succeed, then something good happens. If they fail, something bad happens. And sometimes you're trying to trick people as well. Yeah. And sometimes you challenge a particular player. You say, you lose three food. And if they do lose three food, yep. you get something good or they get something bad. Yeah. <laughs> I <Yes>. just sneeze. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can sneeze. That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I found the cards mostly, well, like, very, very straightforward to understand. Some were a bit... Mostly, though. Some were a bit, why do I fail if I have less than five foods? Yeah, the the, 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 the fighting and killing zombies and rolling caps, they're completely self-explanatory. Um, yep. But some of the challenge cards are a little bit hard to get a hold of. I know it's a bit nit nitpicky, but... Um, they, cool. they could have been worded better. They, 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 yeah, they could have been, yeah. Um... It's it's so you, you get quite a number of dice to play with, and as your turn goes, they say. So what do they call it a, a, a dice pool? I think a dice pool. Yeah. So so they say oh, roll your dice pool in order to kill zombies. So my um, my guy Shane had three or four, and then my follower had two. My other follower had one. You wanted more dice? No, I had seven dice in yeah. my hand. My hand, I, you can't hold seven dice in one hand. Mm-hmm. So you got to hold it in two hands, and you're trying to, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying not to like shake, shake them, like give them a good shake um, without you, them coming out, and, yeah. and uh, you threw them on the board a couple of times, threw, the zombie board. Yeah, zombie I, threw them on, I threw them right where the zombies were, and I sent them flying. And I had, <clears throat> had to sort of like uh, roll them between my my coffee and my mm-hmm. um, my playing cards. It's it just like a lot of dice for. So would we say this is board game not being very open to people with small hands? If you had small hands, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. So this is board game hating ladies with small hands. I I would say I have. Uh, Oh, we both have man hands. Big man hands. I'd say my hands are pretty big. I mean, I kind of have... Huge s- hands. Smaller fingers from playing guitar and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I was a bit afraid a, a dice would come out and be an unexpected bad roll. Yeah. Oh, this is ridiculous. I have to hold seven dice. What is this? Yeah, so um, maybe having a, a dice cup or something would help. Yeah, dice cup would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I... Yeah, as, as I said, I'd give this game... And and this is saying I haven't played a whole lot of uh, tabletop games, mm-hmm. but I like the Walking Dead art. Mm-hmm. I, I like being able to play a character from the Walking Dead comic and not just being your own sort of character. I'd give it a nine. Wow, a nine! Bold words from Mitch. <laughs> well, I, I think it did a fantastic job of actually cu- covering the you know the Walking Dead comic. I think if you weren't really into the Walking Dead TV series. Or the Walking Dead um, comic, yeah. there'd be no reason to touch this game. So you're saying if you're not a fan of zombies at all? I'm saying if you're not a friend, uh, uh, a friend, uh, uh, 
Oh, if you're not a fan of Yeah, I, I'm saying if you're not a friend of, of talking properly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not a if you're not a fan of the franchise yep. of The Walking Dead, then there's not going to really be too much in this for you because yep. it really is about like oh, I'm I'm Tyrese or I'm Shane and I'm doing things. Yep. And all the little cards give you kind of little bits from the comic. Yep. Which you will probably also recognize from the TV show. There's a fair amount of crossover there. So you're talking more it's more of a game for fanboy or girl. Of the show, yeah, I, I'm comic. saying, I'm saying, if you know the show, if you know the TV series, there's something in here for you, yeah, because it really is about recreating that world, yeah. And if you don't know the world, then there's not enough of a kind of inference for you. Hmm. What would you give it out of ten? Um, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't you, like scoring. Them. You don't want, oh, you don't want to score it? I, I, I would say, if you like the Walking Dead TV series, yep. if you want a a board game that's about that series mm-hmm. and that you're not, you know really deep into board games, this is a good gateway game. Yeah. Sounds like a six to me. Or four. (laughs) Well, no. So, I like that it had a lot of good decisions in it. Yep. You actually got to decide when to do stuff. There was a little bit of strategy when you're going around your your thing. Yeah. It had a fair amount of decisions, um, but it was mostly luck-based. Yeah. It was you just kind of walking around, rolling dice, and sometimes good things would happen, sometimes bad things would happen. When we got to the end of the game, we found that, like, Suddenly, like, all encounters that we were doing, like, some of them were, like, oh, man, hugely tough. But how I won the game mm. is that I-, I walked into the final resource location. I'm like, okay, I got I, I got Tyrese. I got my boys. I, I stole Mitch from Maggie. I'm going to get this. From Mitch, yep. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, all, and, all, and all your guys were, um, they weren't injured at all, so yeah. you were ready to go. I'm like, I got all the resources. Let's go. Let's do this. And I turned over the card, and it's like, kill one zombie. <laughs> Yeah, so the more you progress in the game, the stronger your sort of group yeah. gets. The cards don't change, so you could draw, and, 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 as, and as you said, you drew a really, really easy card, mm. so you get to roll like nine dice, and all you mm. have to do is kill one or two zombies. I mean, you're going to do it. Yeah. So so it, it is a heavily luck-based game. Yeah. Like, it's not very strategic, but in terms of, you know, like sitting down with friends, like if you were maybe having like a Walking Dead night, yep. like watching like the premiere of the TV series, yep. you could watch the show, play this game, and it'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I loved it. So that pretty much wraps up our zombie board game playing. Which was your favorite out of the whole, like all the games? Noting you didn't play Zombie Survival, though. No, all, oh. including all the games, I'm going to include them anyway. The Walking okay. Dead was my favorite. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep. It, it was was fun. I would like to play it with more people. Yeah. Yeah. To... Yeah. Definitely. Like, cause it, if I do buy it, then we can all sit down and like. Four people on that small sort of board, Mm -hmm. you're going to be having to battle zombies. You're Mm -hmm. going to take more damage. And we played it from from beginning of like, okay, go, till ending was probably an hour. Yeah, a good hour. And there's only two of us, Mm -hmm. four people. You're going to go for definitely go for longer. Mm -hmm. And well, a lot of the thing is also there is a lot of nice interaction. Well, there's not a lot. There's a little bit of nice interaction. Between so, each player? Yeah, and by nice interaction, I mean nice as an enjoyable, which actually means nasty. Well... Because I'm, I'm, I'm a bad man. <laughs> we, we, we should point that out. That um, uh, One of the things that I really enjoy about board games as opposed to you know console games is that you're sitting at the table with other people and you get to interact with them. Yep. And so you get to interact with your friends, and sometimes interacting with your friends means pushing them down, stepping on the head yep. so you can win. Well, this game didn't have anything where you could like, here, I'll give you more food, or yeah. here, I'll, I'll... You actually can be cooperative. Yeah. You can join your parties together. Oh, okay. That, so, that, that's a little, um, like, rule in the back of the booklet. So if you get three locations, 
you and someone else would win. Yes. Okay. So you can band together. I believe there is a slight disadvantage as, as there's more people. I think maybe attract more zombies or something. Okay. Because that's what I said at the start, because you said you want to work together or something. And I said, well, in a, in, in a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. you would try band together. So let's band together. But we didn't really do that, did no, we? No, we didn't do that. Nah. Um, I, I got lots of cards. I happened to get three cards that said, if you're within three spaces of Mitch, take all his stuff. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, you know, one of the cards said, take a third of his stuff. Another said, take another third. Another said, take another third. Yeah. So I, I went next to it, and I took two thirds of your stuff. I left you with a little bit. Yeah, and I, then I run, ran down the middle of the void and won the game. I didn't have anything to begin with anyway. <laughs> like... I had two foods and one fuel. I think that was yeah. about it. I, I, I stole Maggie and I stole your rifle. <laughs> That's right, you did too. Because I was trying really hard to get to the other location, which was quite far away. Mm-hmm. And I used all my fuel to get there. But um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, so that wraps up the board games. Now, you talked a bit... Um, so we, we discussed earlier about a Kickstarter. Oh, um, we're going to pedal backward for one second. Yep. So what we've tackled today here is, I guess, the start of the zombie board games. Yes. There are a few things that we didn't like and that we thought could be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And the fantastic things is there is a lot of zombie board games. There was an explosion of them a couple of years ago. Yep. And they're just everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we've covered zombies, which is one of the big series, but there's a couple other series out there. And they deliver some of the things that we thought were missing this time. Yep. So in the future, Mm -hmm. we are going to try and go back. Um, we're going to tackle a couple of the big franchises. There's Zombies. Yep. There's Last Night on Earth, which is a tabletop episode about, so you could check that out. And we're going to cover Zombie Side. And what those board games do is introduce a little bit more interpersonal conflict. A bit more involved. Yeah, yep. a, a little bit more about working together as a team or fighting against each other as a team. Okay. Um, they introduce more scary zombies. Yep. That sounds good. Um, and... So when you say this was more of like a part one, we're just showing you some of the quite basic zombie games. If we do one in the future, it's going to be more the involved... Well, we're, we're, we're going to take you one step deeper. Deeper? Yeah. Deeper into the board game lair until you're so deep that we shut the door behind you and leave you there. And leave you in a room with, with a zombie, with yes. a real zombie. Yes. Yep. Okay, that sounds good. Like I, in I an don't episode wanna, of one of the shows. I, I don't want to be in a room with a zombie. What if you are the zombie, Mitch? Then that's okay. I'll... Uh, I'll be more of a brain eater than a flesh eater. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you can retain some... It'll be more about my interpersonal connections with other zombies, see what they're doing. Coming out of graves, walking after people, eating rats or something. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, so w- what I wanted to do just at the end here is that we are trying to tackle games through a pop culture lens... But we are Australian as well, and we wanted to have a look at a couple of Australian-developed and yep. designed board games yeah, that are around definitely. at the moment. Yep, definitely, because you're being one of them. Um, yeah, I'm being one of them, and I will start telling you that I'm doing stuff sometime soon, which I'm going to get around to, I promise. Um, but what I want to look at, first of all, is Monster Town, because it's kind mm. of along the same theme. Yep. yep. Now, by the time we finish this podcast and get it up on the internet, Monster Town, which is on Kickstarter. Yep. Do people know what Kickstarter are? Is- I'm sure they do. It's like a... Um funding sort of website there's a couple of like fund me i think is personal and kickstarter is your, your sort of business or your idea mm. yeah so um the the 30 second explanation of kickstarter is that someone goes on kickstarter and they say i'm going to do a thing but i need some money to do it i, I don't have the money x amount of dollars yeah and they say if you give me some money i'll give you some of the thing when it's done yep and then you give them the money and they make the thing 
and they give you the thing. So say it's uh, I need two gram, mm-hmm. but and and I'll, and I'll sell you a copy of it for twenty five dollars when it's done. So you will give them twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars now. Yeah, so you give them to them now, and I don't think they take the money until they've reached the goal, because I've done this with yes. uh, um, an album, and it didn't reach its goal, and I got my money back, Yep, which is good. They, they, I believe they don't even you know touch your bank account until it's done. You, they don't give you money and take no. away money, they just only take it away. And I think it works as a tier, so the, the higher up you go, the more money you give, the more involved you are. So I think, you know... if. If you're making a movie, for mm-hmm. example, and you give them, say, $500, you can be in the movie as an extra. Mm-hmm. If you give them $2,000, you can be in the movie and say a line. Stuff like that. Yeah, a, a lot of the Kickstarters, what they do is that they allow people to, you know, be on the cards or something. Yep. So they'll put a likeness of you on the card, yep. or maybe you'll get gold dice. A likeness of you on the card? Yeah. No, I like that. That's good. Yep, because I think a friend of ours, um, they were creating miniatures and he gave them some money, and they actually reached their goal, and they sent him out the miniatures that they were creating. So these are very small sort of like startup companies, I guess. Not even companies, just ideas. It's great. I've spent hours on Kickstarter looking up stuff. You can go through uh, comics. Mm-hmm. Everything's on there. Yeah, if, if, if you've got a burning hole in your wallet and you're trying to get rid of some of that money, just go on Kickstarter, look up some of your favorite things, look at comic books, tabletop games, and then you'll all go, oh, I have no money left. Yeah, I mean, we talked about um, in in pod one about the zero frame rapid fire was Kickstarter, I believe. Yeah, so there's... $10 gets you a PDF copy of the rules, and it works out from there. Yeah, yeah. so frame zero, they've finished, I think, both their Kickstarters now. They had a mech Kickstarter, which I think is frame zero rapid attack, is that right? Rapid attack, yep, Um, I think. Yeah, yeah, Rapid Attack is the mm-hmm. first one. Yep. So that Kickstarter's done. You can actually just buy the PDF. You don't even have to buy it. It's available for free, but they would like you to give you a little bit of money for that. Yeah, hard just work. to help them out and so they can keep going. And their next Kickstarter, which I think should be just about finished now, is Alpha Bandit, and that's about space fighting. With Lego? Yeah. Oh, so cool. your, your, your jets and stuff. So you're talking a bit about Kickstarter. And I was going to talk about Monster Town, Monster which, Town. which is a Kickstarter based in Melbourne yep. for an expandable card game. Yes. Now, you sent me the link this morning. Yes. And I checked it out. Um, I think what I took of it is um, you do battle each other using cards, but you you take the role of a zombie. You take a, a werewolf, gang. A gang. Okay, a zombie so gang, can... werewolf gang. Vampire gang and a revolutionary human gang. Like they look like mercenaries yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So the surviving humans, the vampires, the werewolves, or the zombies. Hmm. Um, so it's an what, what they call an expandable card game. Yep. And they just use that kind of te- terminology to differentiate it from something like Magic, which is a collectible card game. Oh, uh, okay. So collectible cards. So okay. So you've got a deck, and you can improve your deck. Mm-hmm. But expandable meaning you get the core set. And then you can expand on it as they're released. Yeah, and, and what expandable also means is that none of it is collectible. None of it is collectible. With Magic the Gathering, you know, you go and you buy a set of cards, yep. and sometimes you get good cards and sometimes you get bad cards. Yeah, okay. So um, with that, you don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah, you don't really know what you get. So there is that kind of, you know, lottery, and then things can get quite expensive. Yeah. Because what people start doing once you get collectible stuff is that to make sure they get all the cards, they will buy a counter, like a, like a full 
pack, like a full a retail pack. Yep. Yeah. So they make sure they get all the cards, okay. the rares and everything. They'll buy the whole thing. So they might say, this card is a 1 in 200. Yeah. And so you a box buy might 200. have 200. Yeah. So you know that's going to be in there. Well, they do that with comics too, you know, like the variant covers and yeah. stuff like that. So make you order a 1,000 Spider-Mans to get a 1 in a 1,000. Yeah. And some people within the Board King community don't like that. And so no. there's some reactions to that. Um, one of them is, as we talked about before, uh, Netrunner, yep. which is also a similarly expandable card game, although they call it something slightly different, which we'll get into later. And so this is an expandable card game. It means you never have to take a chance and hope that you're going to get your, your good card. They'll just release sets which you can use to build upon the basic game. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, you can think of it one way as money-grabbing. Mm -hmm. can think of it another way as in, I have a card that you don't have. Yeah, well, you, it, it's like, you know, that one in six Mars bar. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they used to do those as kids, and I saw an ad for it the other day. Yeah, yeah, They're they back. still do it. Yeah, no, they still do it, yeah. And, so the, the, the um, thing sure it works. Yeah, the thing about the one in six Mars bar is that it encourages you to buy Mars bars. Because... Each Mars bar is not just one Mars bar, it's 1.16666 of a Mars bar. Right. So, I guess if you're a Mars bar and you eat them all the time, that'd be worth it, but... Yeah. Doesn't make me want to buy it. But see, I, I, I do go on eBay to look at variant covers for comics that I either... Mm -hmm. They have them in America or the UK where may, maybe the comic stores don't get it here, or even the Comic-Con Batman variant exclusive that I bought for like 20 bucks... I can't get that here. I'm a collector. I'll buy it. Uh, I don't. I didn't see that as a money grab. I saw that as a special release. And they they do do similar things with board games where yeah. they have like promo cards and stuff. Okay. That you can only get at conventions, and people have to go online and buy them. There is a Magic: The Gathering comic that is in plastic, and it comes with a card. Mm -hmm. So I assume that's some sort of like well, you'd hope it's some sort of comic exclusive. Buy, buy the comic, get the card, buy the core pack, start playing, getting into it. It all leads along to buying mm -hmm. more stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but with Monster Town, you don't necessarily have to buy lots of stuff. No. They give you a core game. Yeah. It comes with those four games. You can play it with your friends. It was $45 okay. for the core. Cool. It was $25 for one of the groups. So when I was talking to my wife this morning about it, I said you can so if you knew other people that had groups, you could go on and buy just just like if you want to be uh, the vampires, which I think is the Brotherhood of the Fang or something like that. Yeah, um, you could just buy that one. But if you want the whole lot, forty five bucks, which is is pretty good yeah. for um, for what you get. And they did talk a bit about releasing, as you said, sort of like expansions later on. Mm -hmm. So. Um Unfortunately, that's not going to be on Kickstarter by the time this thing gets out. It'll be finished? It'll be finished. I'm going to see if I can contact Monster Town and see if there's any sort of um, post-Kickstarter give-me-money-for-things-later-on. Surely. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see if there's anything that we, you can give them money right now. Well, Kickstarter, I guess, is to fund the initial um, production costs. Yeah, and th there's always an end date. Like it's like yes. we want to get this money within thirty days, and then we're going to start delivering stuff, yep. and we're going to tell tell you when we're going to give it to you. Yep, and then hopefully, so you've, you're funding the production. You've made it. You've sent it out. More people are interested. You've created a buzz, and then you keep sort of going. I guess would be the end result of Kickstarter. Yeah, what what most people, well, what some people want to do is that they want to you know use Kickstarter to build themselves a board game company, a brand. Yeah. Uh, a buzz? Yes. Yeah. 
So they use Kickstarter to fund an initial production run, yeah. and they send things out to things, and then they actually get the game into retail stores. Yeah. Not all Kickstarters do that, because no. there's a lot of board games out, so sometimes Kickstarters will just literally fund whatever people give them money for at the start, yep. and they'll send those out, and then they'll keep a couple for, you know, extra, you know, reviews or conventions or whatever. Yeah. But they won't actually make their way into retail stores. Right. Yeah. I guess some things are one-off. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the CD that I was giving money to. It's a one-off. You get a CD, you know, you've got the CD, it's not going to go to stores, this is like a one-off thing. And that didn't, they asked for too much money and it, and it didn't make it, so mm-hmm. that's all right. And there's another Kickstarter at the moment, which is pretty well, well, largely off theme, which is Rise to Power. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. This is um, based down in the Gold Coast. Okay. Um, And what it is, it's a tableau builder. Yeah, what is that? So a tableau builder is about building up cards in front of you to score points. Okay. So generally what you do is each turn, you know, you put a card down. Yep. And that card will get you stuff. Is that... Magic, sort of? No, no, no not, not exactly, because Ma- no. magic is about fighting with guys and summoning things. Okay. This is literally about, like, building something up, and at a certain point, you get to score it for points. Okay. So, the theme of Rise to Power is building a power station, and then building, like, um, power districts alongside it. Cool. Um, it, it, it is more of a European-style game, mm. which is, you know, there's not a lot of dice rolling, there's not a lot of... Um, player interaction it's really kind of about like doing your own thing and trying to build it as good as you can if that type of thing sounds attractive to you I'd recommend checking it out Um, it's going to be on for another couple of weeks Kickstarter did you say? Kickstarter go to Kickstarter search for Rise to Power and that's out of the Gold Coast Gold Coast yeah I'd definitely recommend um, supporting local guys even if it's not Brisbane even in your local area yeah Gold Coast kind of counts Gold Coast does count, yeah. yeah. I mean, I... We wouldn't, we wouldn't count Sunshine Coast. We're not going to... Oh, I like the Sunshine Coast. No, no, no. We've we, <laughs> we, 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 we got to cut a line somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have no idea that there were so many game builders in my town. Well, things are, as we said, emerging. The, the, the bubble is growing. Yeah. And there's there's there hasn't been too many, you know, Australian-based board game designers or developers up to this point. There's been a few... And we're starting to see more and more, and that's fantastic. We saw one at the Go Lounge. They had it for sale. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, Triassic Terror. Triassic Terror, okay. Um, there's a board game designer called Peter Hawes, yep. and he's Brisbane-based, and he's known uh, like around the world. He's a reasonably really? famous designer. Oh, yeah. One of the games that he released um, was one of the top games of 2013. It's called Francis Drake. Do you remember your history? No. Okay. Francis Drake was an English guy, yep. and he was around the same time that Christopher Columbus was settling America, yep. and Francis Drake used to go around, explore stuff, settle stuff, and kill Spaniards. Right, that's a, that sounds like an intense game to play. Yeah, well, to, to be fair, like the, the games that we covered today, as we said, we're, we're trying to start slow, ease you into it. Easy. Francis Drake is like the full thing. Yeah, it's, really. It's, 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 it's pretty rough. Hey, I tried to play Risk, and I went, no, nah, not playing this. Too involved, yeah, and, too big. And, well, Risk is one of the games that have been around for quite a while. Risk is really old, yeah. And um, there's a Walking Dead Risk. I was going to say, I saw a Risk the other day that was maybe Star Wars? Yeah, there, there's Star Wars, there's a Mass Effect. A lot of things they'll do, you know, themed monopolies. They also do themed Risks. Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, yeah. I did see the other Walking Dead Monopoly stuff at Comics mm-hmm. Etc. in the city. Mm-hmm. 
So um, a, a lot of people like would have actually played Risk, and Risk is an okay game. Yeah. Um, it's you know a strategy based war Never game. Never played it. Um, we've played a little bit. There's some problems with Risk, whereas it's kind of just about sitting at the table for a long time. It can take yeah. quite a while. Yep. And it's about you know battering your friends down. Okay. So that's a game that's maybe 50 years old by yeah, now. Yep. And there's been a lot of games that have come past since then and have improved Risk that are better than Risk and that you should play and not just buy a licensed version of it. And yeah, we'll, we'll try and show you those. Or maybe we'll maybe we'll play Risk. Maybe we'll do an old school mm-hmm. um, pod and we'll go back and play all these old games. Well, we, we, we can probably also find... Uh, a risk based on a certain theme that we want to tackle in a week because I believe there's also a Titanfall risk. Titanfall risk already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Mass Effect. There's, there's heaps of them. I'd like to play a Star Wars one. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Is it miniatures? I, I don't really know the mechanics. Yeah, you, know, you have dudes. You have guys? Yeah, you like have dudes. armies? Yeah. yeah. It, the, the, the genre is sometimes called dudes on a map. Dudes on a map is dudes a genre? On, yeah, dudes on a map. And dudettes? No, just dudes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's mostly just guys going around fighting each other. Stealing land. Yeah, stealing land. Yeah. That Unfortunately, there's no frontline women soldiers in risk. Oh, okay. If we think, you know... Sexist. Yeah. If ladies want to fight guys, they can fight guys. That's fine with us. They should. Or they can fight other ladies. We deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> well, does that wrap us up for this episode it does yeah. we're all done let's go yeah thanks for listening and uh we are on itunes we are on itunes now Hooray. type in table pop i think it's two words two words table one pop. word one word table one pop. word i'm sure it'll come up i did it the other day it was there i download it put on my my ipod mm-hmm. probably won't listen to it mm-hmm. because i've really listened to it um yeah and um also i did have an e i started an email which i had neglected to tell you guys about before so it's the one i created is table pop pop at gmail.com if you want to send through any pod ideas any games that we should play I also thought maybe people who um, are playtesting a game maybe they've got one and they want us to play it we could play it We'd let them know um, if, if you are Brisbane based and you Brisbane know, de- based, designing yeah. board games or anywhere around contact me I do a regular playtest session yep. we do one about once a month where's that at? Um, Indrapilly Library we, okay. we do it in the meeting room there that's on Sunday? Yeah, it's generally Sunday towards the end of the month. Uh, there'll be information on the Endgame Games Facebook. Yep. Um, yeah, so just email us any comments, ideas. Yeah, we'd really like to know, like, um, we've kind of assumed at this point that we're we're starting with, you know, a fairly uh, introductory audience, and we'd like to see how how Is true it, our assumptions are. Are we are we going too basic yeah. or too soft? Yeah. Do you want us to explore? Would you like us to shut up now? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like... <laughs> I'd like to go a little bit softer at the start because I'm not very good at board games. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a, it's a good, like, um, you're really good at board games. You've been involved for a couple of years now. I'm quite new. So, um, and sometimes I treat you a bit rough. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll I remember won. That. Remember? Well, I, I won and I took all your yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, I did win the Lego games. You did win. And I had two locations uh-huh. and you, and you got the third one. So I was pretty close. Yeah. Until yeah. I talk about your stuff. Depending on yeah, depending on the uh, the game, of course. All right. Well, that wraps us up, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. So roll high or go home.